Letters to Council is a civic discourse project funded through the Richard Parker Initiative and supported by the School of Architecture, Planning and Landscape at the University of Calgary. This project places the built environment at the centre of discussions with Calgary residents and provides an opportunity to discuss and reflect on their personal lived experience within the city, using the built environment as a literal and figurative backdrop. This series is recorded on the territory of the Nitsitapi Confederacy and the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. This includes the Siksika, the Pikani, the Kainai, the Tutina, and the Stony Nakoda First Nations, which further include the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley First Nations. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3, and it is on this land that we gratefully and humbly live, work, and play. We further acknowledge the damage and ongoing legacy of harm that Canada, Alberta, and Calgary's colonial history exerts on the original inhabitants of this land. Welcome to another edition of Letters to Council, and this time we are talking to Calgary's future. We are talking to some young adults, and I'm going to get them all to introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Ahmed al Oda, and I'm 17, and I go to Westmount Charter School. I live in Ranchlands. Hi, I'm Kawana. I'm a 17-year-old who goes to Westmount Charter School, and I live in Panorama Hills. My name is Malik. I'm 16 years old. I also go to Westmount Charter School, and I live in uh, Varsity. Hi, my name is William. I'm a 17-year-old student studying at Westmount Charter School, and I live in Kinkora. Okay, well, welcome, everybody. So you were given two questions to ponder before we had our little discussion. Um, the first one is, what is Calgary today for you as a youth? So we will start um, in the same order that we did our introduction. So, uh, so thank you, uh, Ms. Robertson. So for me, Calgary is home. It's where I grew up all my life. And the infrastructure in Calgary is, I, I love it a lot. Like all the recreational centers and the immense bike paths and stuff. They're very uh, nice. Uh, I, I like them very much. It's very fun, fun to use them. And there are certain parts of the city where it may be a little unsafe, but thankfully most of the time we can access them without any trouble. And I have a great time there. No. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of agree with Ahmed as well. Uh, I immigrated to Calgary in 2007. And since then, it has yeah basically been my home. My family lives here, and my friends live here. The community is always very welcoming, and I enjoy just like walking around the community. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Okay, and Malik. My favorite thing about Calgary coming here four years ago is all the nice, amazing green spaces we have. We had a dog, so walking around all the green spaces and having access to those in your in our communities and having those accessible where not many cities have such amazing spaces. And William. Yeah, so as Ahmed and Malik said, uh, Calgary is basically home to me. It's where I grew up. It's where I got my education. And frankly, it's where most of my friends are. Um, and as well as that, I also think Calgary is the friendliest city on earth because Calgary is the only city that I've ever been in where people will actively um, like help me open the door for me. You know, I, I feel like Calgary is really the only place on earth where I feel like people will give stuff to you, like to help you. 
Uh, well, just to jump off that, have you traveled a lot, William? Uh, yeah, I've been to quite a few places in the U.S. Um, I originate from Asia. and um, So you're comparing Calgary's friendly friendliness level to the places that you visited? Oh, yeah. It's a, Calgary is like super friendly. Like if you greet people on the street, you're like, hi, and then people wave back to you. It's really nice. And Koena and Malik, you are both recent uh, arrivals to Calgary, relatively. Um, Koena, you've been here since 2007? That's correct. Okay, and how does, would you say that your opinion of Calgary, um, is is it based on your comparison to where you were before? Um, to be honest, I don't have too much memory of what my life was like before moving to Calgary. Um, but I would say that the, I have experienced better opportunities here. I guess that's the whole reason why my parents immigrated to Calgary. And how about you, Malik? Yeah, my comparisons are definitely based on where I've been. I lived in London, in England, a big city for 12 years before coming here, but Calgary is much better, I think, for opportunities and whatever. And how about you, Mohammed? You said you were born and raised here, yes? Actually, I, I wasn't born here. I, I grew up here, but I actually also immigrated like Kwana in 2007. Uh, I've lived in India and in Bahrain, and we visit there often. And I've also visited the UK as a family there. And yeah, compared to uh, all the three different subcontinents, the Middle East, India, the UK, and Canada, I, I personally love Canada the best. I like Canada the best. It's, I, I love the open spaces here, the, the friendly environment. And you, it does get cold sometimes, but the infrastructure here is great at uh, being prepared for that. So, okay, so you mentioned the cold because you can't talk about Calgary without talking about winter. Do you take the bus in the cold? Yeah, I do. I, I Well, the school bus, I do. And and it's fairly warm. It's, it's nice. It's You do need a winter jacket for sure, but it's very manageable, I think. There are high accident rates in the city, but I think most of the time we have it under control and it's it's very livable here despite the below zero temperatures. Okay, does everybody agree with that assessment? Yes. Everyone else I don't take the bus, but bike to school. I still find that on weekends or when visiting friends in Calgary that I do take tra transit or public transport and it's, yeah, pretty, it's really good. And you live in Varsity? Yes. Correct, okay. Um, and uh, how about you, William and Quena? Are you uh, are you bus takers? Are you dr get driven? Do you drive? Uh, I personally take the school bus. Uh, I take the transit. Take transit to get to school mostly. Right. Yeah. Okay. And do you find that convenient? Um, yeah, because I I just have to take one one bus from my house, so it's not that much. Uh, not not that much of a problem. Yeah. It's and how long does it how long does it take you? Uh, usually between forty five minutes to an hour. Okay. And how long is the school bus ride for you, William? Uh, it's actually quite lengthy because uh, my bus makes a lot of detours between my school and my house. So my house is a fifteen minute drive away from the school, but my my bus ride is actually an hour and a half in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. <laughs> and transit is not an option then. Um, transit is an option actually. I've been thinking about it. All right. Well, you keep thinking about it. 
The next question I'd like us to think about is what can Calgary be in the future? So if you were going to change something about the city or the, the way the city, I don't know, is organized, the way it's run or anything, like everybody had a pretty positive opinion of Calgary. So maybe there is no room for improvement. Anybody wants to start with this one? So one thing I, I would love to see in Calgary is like more um, artwork that represents us as a city. So so it, there's the infamous uh, blue ring structure on the on one of the bridges. I, I forget in which quadrant, but in the north, right? And that <laughs> that ring structure is supposed to be a work of art. And of course, art is subjective, but I, I, it is hard to see how that represents uh, Calgary and its culture. There are some great uh, pieces of, of uh, artwork and, uh, and structures in downtown that are really nice to look at. And I, if there is more of those sprinkled throughout the city, I think that would have a great, uh, a, a very positive effect on the city's atmosphere. I also love the fact that we have the stampede and and they did try to before COVID in the past times, they did try to pull a, a winter variant of it. And that was quite fun to go to. It, it had all these sorts of uh, sculpt ice sculptures and and things that represented our, our life in the snow as well. I'm just going to uh, get you to clarify a few things for me about your statement about Calgary's culture. I guess if the if the blue ring is not representative of Calgary's culture and there are stu there's stuff downtown that is can you can you tell me which one What's the you, difference? What what is an example of something downtown that you think is representative of Calgary? So there's a few um, there there's one like <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting now but near around Glenville I'm, I'm forgetting the exact location but around Glenville, there was a few really good structures that, and actually in Glenville itself, there are some great uh, things that show the, the uh, that that uh, dis display the the land that we live on and and how and the history of it with the First Nations culture. And then there's also a few uh, murals about. There's like this one painting in downtown that has that shows a little bit of the interconnectedness and diversity of Calgary. And that's one of the things I love about Calgary as well is how diverse of a city it is. It is, and, and, and that diversity is, a, I think, a huge part of Calgary's culture as it's growing ever more. And, and the blue ring structure, my problem with it is it doesn't feel like it represents anything. It, there's no, if it was meant to represent the Bull River, it, design could have been slightly different a little more a little more uh, explicit whereas at, when you pass by it you say hmm that's a circle um does uh does anybody else have any uh insights onto uh, what calgary can be in the future or any comments about public art in general which is a pretty hot button issue in this city I think it's a pretty interesting topic. Uh, I'm not sure about this, but I think the blue ring is supposed to represent openness. Um, but as Ahmed said, I'm not sure if it really displays that or if it is just like a blue ring to pass your bias. Um, yeah, aside from the art, which I agree with Ahmed on, um, another thing I might change about Calgary is like how it's organized. I think something that's like pretty quintessential of Canada is 
the urban sprawl, which is basically like you have to drive to school, you have to drive to your Walmart, you have to drive to your friend's house um, or take transit. But there is like a lot of road in Calgary. And I think um, Calgary might be better if in the future, like land development was primarily like clustered um, in the city as opposed to on the outskirts of the city. So like that way in the future, uh, commute would be shorter, um, stuff would be more nearby. And Buena. Uh, just to add on, I think uh, roads are somewhat of an issue in Calgary right now. Uh, the one that particularly comes to mind is Deerfoot. I think we've all heard of several problems occurring there every day. I feel like maybe if that could run smoothly in the future, it would benefit everyone. And so, sorry, uh, run smoothly, do you mean less accidents or right. like by lowering speeds or by making uh, more lanes or? I think both making more lanes possibly, or at least, and eventually that would lead to more accidents, I assume. So, okay. So just, just traffic in general that maybe drivers need to be a bit more careful. Right. <laughs> okay. And how about you, Malik? I agree with William that urban sprawling is a problem. Most of Calgary is not very densely compared to other cities, like London, for example, has almost 9 million people, whereas Calgary only has around 1.3 million. And uh, the transit and the roads don't really complement each other in such a way that it's accessible for everyone. You need to have a car to go places. So like if I want to go to the nearest shopping center, I would take a car. I wouldn't walk or bike. No, why wouldn't you bike? Uh, well, the roads I have to cross are pretty big. So as a cyclist, you don't feel confident uh, driving on these big roads. And it's just, yeah. So when you bike to school, do you cross a lot of big roads? Or is there I try to limit my uh, access to big roads. So I take some shortcuts and try to use back roads as much as I can, but uh, it's unavoidable sometimes. Okay, so everybody has sort of brought up a similar point about um, sprawl and how spread out Calgary is. And I think you can see from each of your comments that um, the driving and the roads are sort of part of that puzzle, right? So when you picture Calgary in 50 years, what do you think we can do to maybe undo some of this and have an idea? And I don't mean flying cars. Okay. Yes, William. Um, yeah, I, I think to maybe reduce urban sprawl, uh, it might be uh, good to change some of the attitudes we have around housing. Uh, like in Calgary, we have a lot of single houses and generally in like high density cities, uh, there are like a lot of studio apartments and just like apartment complexes in general. And I think a big part of like what people want uh, in life as a Canadian is like to have a nice house. But uh, I think it's also like equally as good to have like a good apartment or like a, a great place where you don't have to commute very far to your work. So maybe if we can like change the attitudes of people to, um, to like be okay in living in the city and living in the apartment, then we can like increase spatial density and then make everything nicer in terms of transportation time. I think like Calgary actually is like really, really sparse. Like we have, we're like roughly the same size as New York City, but we have like one sixth of the population. Hey, Malik, I see you nodding your head. Yes, I agree. Actually, I, I who is actually talking about, I, I kind of disagree with the, I love the urban sprawl of Calgary compared to 
uh, like, so I, as I've said before, I've been to the Middle East, I've been to India, I've been to the UK. And those were very densely populated places. And compared to the, and when you compare the urban, the sprawl of Calgary to those places, it feels like a breath of fresh air. You can, you have the space to breathe and, and it's, it's not almost, it's almost claustrophobic in the other cities. And I, I love the fact that Calgary is so open. One thing I do agree with Kawena though, is that the, and Malik also brought this up, is that the transportation, especially with like transit, it's not super accessible to all the communities and to all the different areas of Calgary. And to answer your question, what I would imagine Calgary looking like in 50 years, I would actually love it to be even bigger than it already is because to accommodate more and more people and, but yet keeping that sprawl factor that it has. And however, I would also imagine it having a really comprehensive, a really nice uh, transit system that allows accessibility for everyone to get from one community to another without too much, uh, oh, like weight or having to use their car or something. And you having a good transit system is also a great way to work towards renewable energy less fossil fuel emissions. Okay, and Koena, do you want to comment on any of these? Um, I agree with Ahmed about the appeal of a largely spaced out city. And I know now there's uh, many new communities being developed in the north and to like expand Calgary, I guess. I guess 50 years later, I would imagine Calgary to be even larger. So because you are all under 18, I can ask you, because I'll be long dead by the time uh, the real problems come with the climate, but do you see, do you see, do you see potential for Calgary uh, on a climate change front? Um, because I don't know if you're familiar, but sprawl is a problem for climate change, right? And so when you envision the future of Calgary is... Is climate change on your minds? Is as much as we all love to be spread out and not feel claustrophobic, uh, what's what's sort of the trade-off? Anyone want to comment on that? William? Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea. And I think like um, climate change is pretty closely intertwined with what we're thinking about in terms of our politics and our issues because Calgary is uh, is in Alberta and Alberta is a big production like producer of oil natural gas etc um, so yeah climate change is bound to be a large problem in the future even for Calgary I think um, because in terms of weather I think we've been having like more and more intensifying weather like we've been having hail in the summer um, so in terms of climate change, I think it might be more sustainable to build without urban sprawl. I think uh, ideally uh, it might be good for Calgary to switch to something like solar because we do have a lot of sun here. So perhaps in 50 years, uh, an ideal future might be like a city that's mostly polar uh, powered on solar um, and be like mostly green. Koena, you look like you uh, have something to say. I do kind of agree with William in that case that urban sprawl would lead to problems with uh, dealing with climate change, but I do think action needs to be taken as soon as possible, I guess, against climate change. And I know we like thinking 50 years later, oh, Calgary's gonna be so big, so many things are gonna happen. But I mean, we do need to think of a solution right now. What do you think as a young person, what do you think um, your role is in making that transition, right? Because it's, 
it's a line. It doesn't just go, okay, let's just turn on the switch in 50 years, right? Right. Uh, so what do you think that might look like? Uh, as much as I can right now, I try to reduce my uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Um, like I do, as you know, I take transit instead of uh, driving to school every day, which is a small step uh, forward. And I try to educate as many people as I can on the impacts of climate change. Okay, so you're you're all about individual action, which is excellent. How about you, Ahmed? Uh, I think that I think the urban sprawl and like working towards climate change can go hand in hand. I think that like when you have uh, when something is a lot more uh, densely populated, it, you have you have a lot of more problems with uh, like not like in issue and this is not necessarily related to the fact that it's really densely populated but in other countries and especially on the in the eastern hemisphere there's a lot of pollution and in those uh heavily densely populated areas uh, i think that with uh with the with the so so i think that uh, now I haven't looked at the studies on on the relationship between uh, a sprawling city and climate change, but I would imagine that if you could increase the amount of uh, like plants that that can combat climate change in such a large city, you could potentially stop stop a problem there. And then I also believe that there is a huge portion of climate change problems that aren't as Koina said on the on our on, on like individuals, but more so on the larger cor corporations and, and who are more, more responsible, who share a larger portion of the pie when it comes to climate change. And I believe that working with uh, the government to create remedies to those is the, one of the best options we could, or routes we could take to limiting climate change. And then as, as Koina mentioned that oh, it, it is our individual responsibility as well, that we should be, taking our steps like ourselves to limit climate change. And I think the transit system is a great step towards that. And as I think William mentioned, the solar panels and using that energy to power a city is also a great way to combat climate change. Okay, and Malik, you were uh, nodding a bit here and there. I agree with points from everyone, but mainly Koena. So, I also try my best to do my own part in helping climate change. So I try to, well, I have. I, last year I biked every day to school, even in minus 40 weather. So I'm gonna try and do that again this year. And that is something I do to, for myself to do, combat climate change, but it's not only on an, on an individual level, but it's a global sort of problem that everyone has to address. So when you when you imagine Calgary's future um, in era of climate change in fifty years, um, do you are you hopeful? Are you are you depressed? Or are you are you okay with it all? Do you think it'll I'm look pretty the same? hopeful? Yeah, because Calgary has so many opportunities that in the next fifty years a lot can happen, and even though we might be taking small steps right now, we can definitely change some things and make sure that large changes can happen that no longer fossil fuels and such are being used inside the city and 
that transit and can be more accessible and this can help stop climate change or combat it in a way. So I wanted to ask uh, the four of you a quick question. So I don't have a lot of opportunity to talk to people who work three jobs, right? And work 18 hour days. And so what do you think I am missing out on? Yes, William. Um, uh, I think as a group, we're all like very fortunate to have a stable financial situation. It's pretty bad for people who have to work shifts. Um, I, I know some friends who have to work on weekends uh, or to work after school, and it is like super rough. Uh, like because of shift work, people can work maybe like 16 hours a day, and that's generally pretty poor. Uh, it's like not a very high standard of living. Um, so I, I think the only real way to combat that is through like labor laws, uh, an increased minimum wage, perhaps universal basic income. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's definitely an issue that needs to be addressed. Like, what do we do for our economy? What do we do with automation that's like constantly rising? And um, what do we do to keep people employed and with a high quality of life over the next 50 years? Ahmed, do you have something to add there? Yeah, so so I have some friends who live in rural communities, and and uh, one thing like when oil prices go up, many Calgarians rejoice as many Calgarians are employed in the oil sector, and oil prices go up, it means more opportunity for those people. But a friend, a few friends of mine who lived in rural communities near Calgary, were talking about how when oil prices go up, the cost of transportation increases as well. And and uh, another thing related back to the sprawl that Calgary has, if you have to use your car to go, go places and the oil prices are getting higher and higher, it becomes harder for you to transport yourself. And I think that the, uh, and I think that uh, that is a perspective that I cannot offer. It is, it is, this is anecdotal from my friends. I thankfully don't have that uh, I'm in a fortunate situation where my parents are are in stable, have a stable financial situation. Uh, I, but I do think that Calgary's transit system where and the subsidies that it has do help alleviate that, but I'm not sure to what extent and to and how much. And Koena, do you have something you want to add? Um, I personally don't know if I can comment too much on this topic. I'm, I'm not really well aware, as I don't personally know anyone uh, in those situations. But I do believe that all of us should do as much as we can to help people in those circumstances, like donations, for example, raising awareness. And I do think there are many facilities in the city that help people who are struggling. But as always, that more could always be done. Okay, great. And Malik, I'll give you the last word on this. I agree with everyone's points. You know, it's a it's a difficult topic. And as Kona said, more can always be done. You know, it's never enough, but you can try your hardest and just try and support those around you as your friends and your family. And yeah. Thank you everybody for doing this. This has been really, really great. And thank you for sharing your views. Thank you for listening. The place names mentioned in this discussion have been located on the online map at cc.nextcalgary.ca. If you have something you'd like to add to this conversation, please visit the website and contribute using comments or dropping a pin on the map. If you'd like to participate in a Letters to Council discussion group, please fill out the registration form using the link on the Next Calgary website. 
As a nonpartisan initiative, candidates or elected officials from any level of government nor their representatives are permitted to participate.